Hello everyone, welcome in. Ivan here. Welcome to the next episode, Series 1, Episode 9 of the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. I'm very excited to record this episode. It's been on my list of Topic of the Week topics for a little while, and I wanted to wait a little bit before I recorded it because I kind of wanted circumstances and situations in the industry to settle out just a little bit. Today's topic, the topic of the week this week is tips, suggestions, ideas, tricks, call them what you want for recruiting haircutters, recruiting haircutters to your business. As I travel and share and do classes and support people, one of the most common questions I get from beauty and barber shop owners, cosmetologists and barbers alike is, hey, have you got some tips and suggestions for finding quality haircutters, for recruiting talent, for helping me build my staff and build my team? And I do, and I'm going to share them here in this podcast. I'm also going to put a little twist on it because I'm going to address the topic not only from the perspective of the owner looking to recruit, or manager looking to recruit, but I also want to address the topic from the perspective of the talent, the haircutters, the barbers, or the cosmetologists who are looking for a home, who are looking for a place to land. Notice, I'm not going to say looking for a job. I don't think anybody wants a job. I think people want opportunity. They want careers. They want satisfaction. They want situations. Yeah, I don't want a job. But I want a lot of things, and I think a lot of haircutters are like that. And so that's going to be the topic of the week. Um, And I got good news in this regard. The job market is good. The job market right now, as you are listening to this podcast, is good if you are hiring, and it's good if you are looking to be hired. You know, coronavirus and the lockout or lockdown of our industry has had a pretty devastating effect on things, no question about it, no other way to put it. And I made some predictions very early on, and I think my predictions are bearing out to have been pretty accurate. In the very beginning, I said that our industry would lose 20% of the business establishments, that 20% of the barbershops and hair salons in our industry in the United States of America would be going away, would be closing, would be disappearing, would not be opening up again. Some of those closures have already happened. Some of those closures have closures have yet to happen, but they're coming. And I think when all is said and done, and I don't know when done is going to be, um, certainly after the first of the year, uh, we'll have a really good read on it, but I think we're going to lose about 20%. I also think the industry is going to lose about 20% of the haircutters, 20% of the service providers uh, are gone and are not coming back. Whether they've chosen to retire, whether they've opted out, whether coronavirus has scared them away, whether their employer went out of business and they are lost in a drift and maybe even not looking, but... Um, 20% of the shops gone, 20% of the cutters gone. I think those are realities, but that means there's a big 80% left. And that's the positive on this. The upside on this is, um, lots of clients are in flux right now. Lots of clients are deciding if they're going back to their old shop, salon, or provider, or they're trying new shops, salons, and providers, or they're just not going back to where they were. Lots of clients are in flux. They're just not settled right now. Same thing goes for the haircutters. I think a lot of haircutters are in flux. Whether 
their business went out of business or whether their boss can't bring them back yet due to capacity restrictions or whether they don't want to go back over fears of uh, infection control issues. Um, it's a lot of haircutters are in flux right now. So the situation is good. The job opportunity is ripe. The market is ripe. So we're going to take a short break to hear from a sponsor and we're going to be right back jumping into the tips for recruiting, hiring and identifying haircutters or identifying opportunities. If you are a haircutter, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Let's get into it. Number one on my list for recruiting haircutters successfully is really simple. It's big work. It's the biggest work you're ever going to do, but it's pretty simple and straightforward. If you want to successfully identify, recruit, train, and manage the best possible crew of haircutters in the professional beauty industry, the simple answer is run a great business. Open up operate and run a really, really great haircutting establishment. Have a haircutting establishment that people want to be customers of, that they want to patronize, they want to go there to get their haircut, and people will want to work there, they will want to be on the team, they will want to be a part of it. And and this is a very broad-reaching kind of initiative or instructive here, run a great business. Well, what exactly does that mean? That means everything. The business needs to look good. The business needs to smell good. The business needs to be prominent and highly positively regarded within the community. This is everything from good work for fair prices to running positive and impactful charitable initiatives in the community, being high profile, sponsoring the little league teams, having a billboard up at at the hockey rink. I mean, the list of things you can be doing to be active in your community. Be a member of your local uh, religious organization or institution. Be a member of your local chamber of commerce. Um, do good, be active, be known. I mean, this comes down to, you know what, have a sign on the side of your car with the name of your business and drive within your neighborhood with respect. I, there's so many things that encompass this idea of just running a really great business. Because if you do that, if you just focus on running a great business, and if you're one person owning a shop, hoping someday to have a second person working with you and a third person working with you, this starts when you're just a one-man band, when you're a one-person operation taking good care of the individual customer in your chair. It comes down to reputation. It comes down to your place in the community. It comes down to when you go to a band concert at the high school with your kid, smiling, shaking hands. I mean, we don't shake hands anymore. That's coronavirus. But just being known, recognized, and uh, regarded highly within the community. Literally, if you do that, absolutely everything takes care of itself. And that's such a simple answer. And it's so simple for me to throw that out there as uh, a solution to this problem. But I also recognize that it's a long-term solution. It's a long-haul solution. It is not going to get you a great team member today. 
or tomorrow or maybe even next week. It's, it's a much bigger picture kind of concept or idea. Tied to this, when it comes to run a great business, um, I always ask the question, who's your customer? And as a owner, when I had my shop and I had my team, I used to constantly have a conversation with our team about the idea of who is your customer? Everyone has a customer. And when you identify your customer correctly, just focus on taking care of that customer. Now, the idea here is going to get a little more immediate. As I go through the five ideas I'm going to share in this podcast, they all are going to be a little more immediate to what's happening on the ground right now. Granted, run a great business is more of a big picture idea, but who's your customer? If you are a haircutter in a barbershop or hair salon, your customer is the guy in the waiting room. It's pretty straightforward. Take good care of that guy. If you are the owner of a barbershop or hair salon, I would argue that your customer is your haircutters, your team members, your crew, not the clients. You as the owner, if you've got eight chairs and, and eight crew members and a waiting room full of people, you can't possibly serve and cut them all. Those are your customers' customers. Your customers are your team. Take care of your crew. I think, again, not only running a great business, but also being known to, and even just within your circle. If you have three haircutters that work in your shop, those three haircutters need to know that you are committed to taking care of them, that they are your crew and you are the chief and you are taking care of them. Because you know what? People talk. Prospective employees will talk to your current employees. Your current employees will talk to their friends. And if you have a reputation for running a great business, that's the long haul idea. But if you have a reputation for taking care of your crew, your crew will take care of you. And that includes bringing new members on board. Ask your team members what they want. Don't assume they want commission or particular hours or certain features and benefits like continuing education and things like that. Everybody wants something different. You don't know what they want until you ask. One of the keys to recruiting, one of the keys to customer, I'm talking end user haircut customer retention, is keeping your turnover low. One of the most important numbers for you to measure in terms of your quality as an employer, which will impact your ability to recruit is, what does your turnover look like? I can rattle off right now the names of a number of people who started working for me literally the day I opened my shop, who were still working for me the day I sold my shop, where I had very, very little turnover. Of course, we were large enough that the bottom rung or two of the ladder had a little more turnover. I don't want to say we ever had that sort of revolving door down at the bottom because we were being a little more careful about hiring and recruitment, but we had very little turnover at the top. The people that were producing, the people that were happy were well taken care of and they weren't going anywhere. Promote train and provide responsibilities. Give people reasons to hang in, to hang on, and to care. This relates to retention and it also relates to recruitment. Promote. Not only do you want to be promoting the people that work within your organization to higher positions within the organization, but you also want to have that employment track as part of your recruiting pitch, as part of your interviewing conversation, so people know that they can grow.
Training falls in that same category or bucket. While you want to hire talent, you also want to recognize people with potential that will simply need that talent to be trained up in them, to be brought out within them. And give people responsibility. Those that want it, those that are capable of assuming it, those that are interested in taking it on, have the ability to give out responsibility, whether it's things like shift manager responsibilities, the training of other team members, even somebody whose job it is to count inventory and write up the orders for to take home hair care product stock that you have on board. There are lots and lots of ways that people can be given responsibilities that can allow them to grow and provide those growth opportunities in those tracks. If that means promotion to manager positions, if that means at some point we got to tear down a wall, put in four more chairs and expand the business or open a second location or partner with a talented team member who becomes an owner, a part owner in a second location. There's lots and lots of ways that you can provide career growth. One of my favorite ways to provide career growth is price increases. Be raising the price of the haircuts continuously, onward and upward with the incomes, with the responsibility, with the jobs, the careers, and the status and stature, the socioeconomic status, and the lifestyles and livelihoods of the people that are working for you. One of the most important items on this list when we talk about run a great business and look after your customer, your customer being your haircutters, and the responsibility that I assumed in my business and took very seriously, fill the waiting room. There's nothing more important for you to do as the owner, the boss, and the manager. You know, a lot of owners and managers think that they're going to lead by example by cutting more hair. I'm going to show these people how it's done. I'm going to show these people how I want it done. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to cut more hair. And you couldn't be further from the truth. The most important thing you can be doing as an owner or manager is not emptying the waiting room, it's filling the waiting room. Fill the waiting room. You know, I can tell you when it comes to recruiting, I love this story and I share it all the time. One of the greatest barbershop, hair salon, cosmetologist, hair cutter, recruiting advertisements that I ever saw one of the best ones that I ever saw was on Instagram, and it was posted here in the local Chicago metropolitan area by a gentleman that I know that is a Sport Clips franchisor. This is a guy that owns a bunch of Sport Clips locations. And you know what? They're a great thriving chain. They employ a lot of hair cutters, and they're busy folk. And what this guy had done as a recruiting, now remember this is a recruiting advertisement posted to Facebook where barbers and cosmetologists would see it. He posted a video clip, a capture of a section of video from his security camera pointed at his waiting room. Now think about this. It was, it was not long. It was only, you know, less than a minute of footage of a security camera in his shop pointed at his waiting room. And the waiting room was loaded with people. Every chair in the waiting room was full. There were guys standing around. There were guys leaning against the wall. You could actually see a couple people outside the front door. And he posted this on Instagram and he simply said something like, sport clips, one, two, three, four, Main Street. This is our waiting room at 11 o'clock on Thursday. 
And it was an extraordinarily effective advertisement. It was an extraordinarily effective statement because basically what it said was, you want heads? You want to be busy? You want to work? You want to make a lot of money? I got the heads right here, baby. That's what he was saying. Run a good business, know who your customer is, take care of that customer. If your customer's a hair cutter, fill the waiting room. You want to talk about recruiting hair cutters? That is tip number one. We're going to take a short break to hear from a sponsor, and we'll be right back with more great recruiting tips for hair cutters. Ivan here, and I want to introduce you to a really neat item in the beauty and barber business. I want to tell you about the HBS Disposable Head Razor. Go over to ivanzoot.com, click on the drop-down tab for what is called Partner Opportunities. It's all the way down at the bottom of the main landing page. It says Partner Opportunities. This is where I have the links to some of the brands and partners that support my podcast, my other things that I have going on to help you build and grow your business. The HBS Disposable Head Razor is a straight razor that features pop-off, throw-away razor heads. Not just the blade, but the entire razor head. There's a snap-off safety guard. The head pops on and off of a razor handle. You get a hundred pack of the razor blade heads and a handle included with the pack in the bundle, the way it is sold. But it is the ultimate in quality razor blade and it brings to the conversation an incredible aspect with regards to safety and sanitation. The, entire, the razor head itself is seldom sanitized, and in this case, they're disposable, and they're all thrown away. You throw away the blade and the razor head directly into a sharp spin, and you put a brand new, safe, clean one on the razor handle to serve your next customer. HBS Disposable Head Razor in the Partner Opportunities section at ivanzoot.com. Check it out. Learn a little bit about it. I look forward to finding new and innovative ways to help you build and grow your business. Let's get back to the podcast. Okay, how about a little drum roll, and we're back. Welcome back to uh, two and three in the list of five tips for recruiting hair cutters for your business. And remember, you can be looking at this flip-flopped. You can be the hair cutter looking for your next great opportunity. Next on the list, number two, have a file of prospects. You don't go looking for hair cutters the day you need a hair cutter. Looking for hair cutters is a 24-7, 365 job, a 365 function of your business. Anytime you ever cross paths with anyone who is a hair cutter in the beauty and barber industry or who is in school or who knows someone or who wants to be, take the application. Even if you're not hiring, you're always building your list. You're always building your file in a file cabinet, in the office, in a folder. You should have a big, thick chunk of applications. It's great if you can invite people to visit the shop in order to fill out that application. So you also get to see them and you get them to darken your door. You get a, you get a look at them. You get a chance to interact with them just a little bit, but get that application filled out. Have an application link on your website where anyone at any time in the middle of the night while you are fast asleep can apply for a position with your organization. I think it's a great idea to have 
you know, the help wanted message, not necessarily a sign in the window, but on the website, through social media, let it be known that you are looking for the next great team member all the time. I used to jokingly say, and I wasn't really joking, if the right team member came along, I would let go of a team member to make room for a great opportunity. Eh, I'm not sure how true that was, but I think you know what I mean. I think you understand the point I'm making. But have that file of prospects and don't let that file go stale. You know, from time to time, do an emailing to everyone in your prospect folder just to keep in touch with them. Just like you would send an employee or a, a, a customer newsletter, send a prospect newsletter out talking about the good, great things going on in your business. You're reminding these people that you're out there. You're reminding these people that they had an interest. You're reminding these people that you are good and should be considered when it comes time to look for employment. And also, as those email addresses go stale and go bad, call the file. When applications are no good, when someone moves to the other side of the country, they're no longer really a candidate for employment. It's time to keep the file fresh. So have that file of prospects. When you flip that concept around, make sure every employer in your town knows who you are. Go to your social media and follow the links for all their shops. Stop by and visit all their shops. Secret shop their shops. Go in, get a haircut. Go in, pick up a business card. Just look around. Say, hi, I'm in the neighborhood. I thought I would stop in. This is part of you being known. Just like as an employer, I want to know all the candidates in my community. As a candidate, I want all the employers to know me. It's okay for somebody to fight over me when it comes time to hire me. I'd like to feel that way. I think you would too. Number three on the list is build and maintain strong relationships with your local schools. Once again, you'll notice there's a theme here. These are not recruiting tips for today. These are not necessarily tips that will fill a job right now if you need someone right now. That's right. Recruiting is not a right now activity. It's an all the time activity. All of the local beauty and barber schools should know you. They should know your business. They should know where it is. If this means that the owner or the manager of a school or their teachers are invited in for a field trip, are invited in for a complimentary service, are provided some free products, the trinkets, the giveaways, the keychains, the, 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 the soda can koozies, the t-shirts, the ball caps, the refrigerator magnets, all of the things that you do to target your marketing should be done specifically and especially for these key people within these schools. Now in most states, and I don't know where you live, but in most states, in order to help out on the floor in the clinic of a barber or cos school, you do not need to be a licensed instructor. You simply need a barber or cos license. Where I live in Illinois, I can volunteer to help out on the clinic floor in a cos school and I don't have to, and I don't have an instructor's license. I used to do this. This is a great recruiting opportunity. It puts you in the school, interacting with the students on the floor, amongst the chairs. You get to figure out which students are game on. You find out which students are a mess. 
And then you invite students in for tours of your shop, for free services, again with the refrigerator magnets and the trinkets. This lets you develop relationships before these students are graduates, before they're looking for jobs. So when it's time to look for a job, your top of mind, your top of reference. They know you, they know your business, they know who you are and what you're all about, and quite frankly, they know if you're right or wrong, because if you're running a barber shop and this graduate wants to be a colorist specializing in long ladies, you know, balayage highlighting, well, they're not the one for you, and that's okay. It's important to know who's right and who's wrong. And that is tip number three. Let's take one more fast break for one more promotional announcement, and we'll come back with four and five. Okay, podcast listener community, I've got a treat for you. I've got an Easter egg. You guys have heard the term Easter egg. An Easter egg is a surprise. A lot of times the term came from planting surprises within things like video games or videos, things like that. Well, this Easter egg is a special discount coupon. On the web at ivanzoot.com. If you're in the market for a great blending scissors, for a classic barber blender, I've got my Clipper Guy Classic Barber Blender. It is modeled after the world famous 4420, and we've made a bunch of really great improvements. It's 440C Japanese stainless. It's got an improved pivot mechanism. It's got an enhanced bumper design. It's got a contoured handle and finish with a fixed finger rest in a classic six and a half inch length with a beautiful 46 tooth blending pattern. My Clipper Guy Classic Barber Blender is, in my opinion, the finest barber blender in the business. The regular price is $135 and the price on my website is about $98 and change. And here's your Easter egg. If you are a podcast listener, this is only available to podcast listeners and it is only available from the date that you hear this until October 16th of 2020. You've got a special secret coupon code good for 25 additional dollars off. That's not 135 and not 98.88, but another $25 off of the 98.88. The coupon code is Podcast 9, the word podcast with the number 9, because this is Season 1 or Series 1, Episode 9. That's your special Easter egg. I am not advertising or promoting or telling anyone about this opportunity anywhere other than this podcast. You can only get one. You can't buy more than one. You can only use the coupon code once, and you can only use the coupon code until October 16th. Podcast 9. Gets you $25 off on the Clipper Guy Classic Barber Blender at ivanzoot.com. That's your little podcast listener freebie bonus special. I'm so glad to have you here. Jump on that deal. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the program. We are ready for tips number four and five to round it out. Tip number four. Double dip your advertising. I saw this idea a number of years ago and I've always thought it was a great one and that is anytime you ever spend a penny on advertising for your business in any way, shape, or form, also make sure that it is a recruiting ad. 
because eyeballs are seeing it. And what I was told a long time ago, and I know is very, very true, is every single person in America, there's 328 million people in America, every single person knows a hair cutter. Most of the people know mostly hair cutters that do not work in your business, that do not work in your shop. They know other hair cutters. So when you're putting ads out there, when you're putting yourself out there in the marketplace, add a little tagline at the bottom of the ad that says, ABC Barbershop is looking for great team members. ABC Barbershop is looking for the next great hair cutter to add to our team. ABC Barbershops has an open chair and is looking to fill it with a talented hair cutter. If you know one, send them our way. Now, this also ties into the idea of headhunting bonuses. I love headhunting bonuses. So let's finish double dip your advertising, then we'll go on to headhunting bonuses. But anytime you ever run an ad, a print ad, an audio ad, anything anywhere, throw in the little mention. It's not the primary focus of the ad. It's not the top headline and it's not the biggest font. It's down at the bottom in the corner. It's subtle, but it's the reminder that, hey, we have opportunity here. Now, when it comes to headhunting, here's what I believe. Offer up the opportunity because the client in your chair might have a nephew who's finishing barber school. The client in your chair might have a niece who's about to graduate from cosmetology school. They might have a, a sister-in-law, a daughter-in-law, a cousin, an uncle, a brother, you don't know, who is involved in the industry who could be your next great recruit. And here's the deal. I love this offer. Offer up the following. If a civilian, a non-hair cutter, refers an employee to you who interviews and is subsequently hired, as long as that employee is a member of your team, the person who sent them gets their haircut for free. Now think about that for just a minute. I got a guy in my chair. I mentioned to Jim in my chair, hey Jim, I'm looking for a hair cutter. And Jim says, you know, my brother's daughter is finishing barber school. I should connect you with her. Jim, give me her name. Give her my name. Hook me up with her one way or the other. Get her in here. Jim, if I hire her, as long as she works here, you'll never pay for a haircut again. Now, I want to keep my employee turnover low and my employees want to keep their job and enjoy their jobs and they don't want to go anywhere either. But imagine what would happen if you had customers who had a vested interest in keeping those employees happily working at your business. You got to believe in the scenario I just explained, Jim would be telling his brother's daughter, hey, don't you go anywhere. You stay working with Ivan. Ivan will take care of you. You take care of him. Don't you go anywhere because now Jim's got skin in the game. I love that recruiting tip and I love the retention benefit that is tied to it. Last on the list, number five is networking with other shops. You know, we're all in this together. I said earlier, the whole community needs to know who you are. I said earlier, all the hair cutters need to know you and you need to know all the hair cutters. Well, you know what? This also goes for the other employers within your community. 
You need to know the hair salons and barbershops within your trade area. You need to know the owners. You know, we're not competing with each other. A rising tide lifts all ships. And at the end of the day, our businesses are different. We target different demographics. We represent different price points. We represent different value propositions. Yes, of course, there are shops that you can consider direct head-to-head -head competitors. But at the end of the day, 328 million people in America... There's enough heads for all of us. I say time and again, a $100,000 six-figure haircutter only really needs about 400 customers. 380 to 420, give or take. Your town, your community has more than enough heads to support everyone. Know the other owners so that you can share information. If somebody comes to apply for a job for you who for some particularly glaring reason as someone that shouldn't be working for you, they probably shouldn't be working for the guy down the street either. And maybe you don't need someone right now. You know, this is Miracle on 34th Street type behavior. If you don't catch that reference, rent that movie. But if you're not hiring right now, Mikey comes looking for a job and you can't use him, but you know he'd be a good fit down the street at your friend Ralph's shop, Send him down to Ralph. Pick up the telephone and call Ralph and say, Hey, Ralph, I got this guy, Mikey. I'm sending him down to come see you. I can't use him right now, but he looks like a good kid. Looks like a good dude. Looks like a good piece of talent. This kind of stuff pays itself back. This is how you become a part of the community that in tip number one had you being a really great business and a great part of the community in the first place. These are my five tips for recruiting haircutters, and I think you can see and understand how if you flip the script. These are my five tips for looking for a position if you were doing that as well. There's lots of opportunity in the industry today. There's plenty of opportunity for hiring, plenty of opportunity for work, plenty of heads to be cut, and plenty of places to be doing it. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. If you've got questions or comments, if I can help you with a recruiting project, I am here to do that. Please reach out, share your thoughts, share your comments, take good care of your team, take good care of your customers, and come on back next week for another episode of the $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. I'll be here, and I hope you will be here too. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.